Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast, episode number 104. Today, we are talking about pre-workouts and caffeine for jiu-jitsu. I'm your co-host, Kieran Lefebvre, joined by Adam Charles. Yeah, caffeine. Smooth FMs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about caffeine uh, for jiu-jitsu, but also just maybe some of the effects on the bow day that it has and uh, the pros, the cons, when you should, when you shouldn't. If and you that, should. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and if you're watching the uh, YouTube version, you'll notice we have one angle. We have some small technical difficulties. Kieran, we'll drop be, the camera. We'll be back with two angles in the future. Yeah. Coming soon. Uh, that's what happens when Kieran's always walking around with buttery fingers. Just dropping things. Just dropping bombs. No, I didn't actually drop a camera. If I dropped one of my cameras and actually broke it, I would not be recording right now. I'd be too busy in a ball crying. Yep. He'd be so sad. I'd be very sad. He'd be so sad. Those cameras are worth more than I am. (laughs) He's not wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Should take a photo of your cameras so people can see how good they are. They'll need another camera. Yeah. Then who's going to take a photo of that camera? The other All camera. the cameras. <laughs> uh, cameras. I like cameras. Yeah, uh, cameras. Yeah, so pre-workout, mm. caffeine. Mm. Uh, what do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon that uh, it's a massive waste of money. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, well, let's, let's start with the, obviously, caffeine, coffee is widely, one, one of the most widely consumed drugs. There is, yes. right? Because I, I believe it's actually graded as a – wait, I might be talking yeah, about it. Yeah, is it graded as a drug? Yeah, technically it is. Technically it is. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's also it, – it's obviously a legal drug mm. along with alcohol or whatever, cannabis in plenty of places of the world. Yeah, anyway, so it's definitely one of the most widely accepted and consumed drugs that you can take mm. – Whenever, right? Like, okay, alcohol is a legal drug, but you can't rock up to work at nine in the morning drinking a beer. But you, you know, technically, there's no laws against rocking up to jujitsu sideways. Bro, you're not even allowed in the door if you ain't sideways. <laughs> <laughs> the door to the gym is in landscape. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, you know, let's just first as well, I saw – one of the I don't have TikTok, right? But I see TikTok videos on Reddit, mm. you know, a subreddit called TikTok Cringe. <laughs> you can imagine what what it's about. Uh, and there was someone going on about caffeine and going on that you know, man, it's like a banned substance. Like you know, water is it's a, a an illegal substance. You can get done for doping. Blah blah blah. Let's just clear that up because you've done it. You've explained it before. Technically, yes. Yes, but the amount you would have to consume insane. is apparently, yeah. not apparently, it is an insane amount of caffeine you would have to consume for it's you a lot. to yeah. fail a, a drug test. Depending on your weight, but yes, yeah, you would have to have a lot of coffee. So the first one that I wanted to go over that you only recently educated me about which is, so let's just, before we go into jujitsu, just talk about, okay, caffeine or coffee as a whole. A lot of people wake up, have a morning coffee. Mm. We're not supposed to within the first uh, well, couple of hour window. Yeah, they say like 60 to 90 minutes is is your like 
grace period where you shouldn't be consuming uh, caffeine because it affects your uh, natural rise and fall of cortisol levels. So, uh, yeah, it's- Which is? Cortisol is your stress hormone. But most people probably hear it um, or understand it as the stress hormone. And, uh, you know, people are scared of it because it causes inflammation. But that's only if your um, your cortisol levels are too high due to other stresses in your body that shouldn't be there. For example- Physical stress or emotional stress? It could stress. be both, both physical and emotional stress. So the prime example that everyone can sort of relate to and understand is if you're going through a very uh, intense period at work, maybe you have some deadlines, maybe you're very emotionally stressed about that, you'll see a very high- uh, levels of cortisol as a response to that. This will cause inflammation and just more like wreak havoc throughout the body. What uh, coffee can do is it can do the same thing as as a drug. It, it can uh, peak your cortisol levels. Uh, yeah, so basically causing the same sort of issues. Now that's not necessarily a bad thing if you use it outside, like if you use it appropriately in air, air quotes, right? So that's why they say that you shouldn't, um, you shouldn't have coffee first when waking up because it peaks your cortisol levels higher than natural. Because when you first wake up, you're going to have elevated cortisol levels because you just woke up, right? So you go from a sleeping state. You don't have cortisol like coursing through your system. You wake up, you have that natural rise in cortisol. You have coffee, it takes it too high. And then, yeah, it can cause issues. So if you're like me and you wake up and first thing in the morning, you think, damn it. I'm still alive. I hate my life. Yep. My cortisol is through the roof. Yep. If I have caffeine, it's going to go even higher. Yeah. I've got to get on board with my life. So <laughs> I recommend to learn to love it. I recommend for you a triple shot as soon as you wake up. <laughs> Preferably if you can get Hanada to pour it down your throat before you even wake up, it's better. Just to make you tolerable for everyone else. Yeah. But like, you know, it's kind of like do do as I say, not as I do. I don't always I don't always adhere to that. I've started. I've started doing it. Like mm. I not not on the weekends. I don't um, because weekend. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, say no more. Yeah. But I've started doing it because I teach every single morning at seven. What time do you get up? Six. Uh usually. Yeah, usually anywhere between 5.30 and 6, okay. my alarm is pretty much Atlas. Yep. You know, <clears throat> I have an alarm set for 10 to 6. Atlas, my three-year-old, usually wakes up at anywhere between that sort of 5.30 to 6. He's pretty consistent-ish. I could almost say he's usually between, you know, uh, 10 to 6 and 6. Like he's, pretty, he's yeah. pretty good, Bang but on. it depends. Last night, for example, he woke up at, like 11 o'clock at night and then ended up in our bed and all through the night was tossing and turning and half asleep, half awake crying, saying his foot hurt. And I was like, what? I stepped on it once, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. So it was a bit rougher last night, but yeah. Um, and I used to get up and I would have a coffee and then teach at seven, whereas now I've just – Going okay. I don't have a coffee until after that seven o'clock class, which goes till eight. Yeah. So now I'm usually up at six, and I have a coffee at eight thirty or something. On the weekends, though, I'm a bit more like I don't have that forced sort of uh, activity to stop me from having a coffee. Yeah. And my wife and I recently got a, a nice espresso machine at yeah, home. You did. Yeah. 
better than your shit one. Wait, I, mean, I take that back. I love the coffee, Gary. Keep, keep right. coming. I, no, don't worry about it. No, it's good. It's actually, yeah, you actually are the, the, the one who recommended that coffee machine. I just, I got the same one as you, but it's just a newer model because mm. you've had yours for, for a couple of years, right? For yeah, a while, yeah, right? About four years, five yeah. years. Yeah. So it's just a newer version of that. And, uh, yeah, on the weekends, I don't have that forced activity. Mm. Forced. I don't have that activity. <laughs> Is that forced activity <laughs> yeah, work? Yeah. That's one way of putting it. Yeah. So I usually uh, usually have a coffee earlier. Yeah, totally. But yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know if I've – maybe I've noticed a difference. Maybe yeah. I've at least noticed – or I don't know if I've noticed a biological difference or just the difference of being used to it. Like I'm no longer in that – Oh, I need a coffee before I mm. teach that class at seven. Yeah, now kind cool. of just more used to teaching that class, and I and I have one after. And yeah, it's totally fine. In saying that, obviously some days are different to others. Mm. There are some mornings where I'm just super tired. I'm like, and whether it's because I trained hard the night before, or I didn't sleep well, or Atlas, or whatever it is, there definitely are some times where I'm like, oh fuck, man, like I need that. I'll have that coffee straight up. And it's interesting because your body will process caffeine from coffee slightly different as it will with uh, like a, a powdered form of caffeine or like a caffeine androgynous that's normally found in pre-workouts and caffeine tablets. So it's it's quite interesting. There's been a lot of research on this. And if you just want to like a quick, you know, resource, particularly if you like podcasts, if you're listening to this, you probably do, then check out the Huberman Show because he uh, his podcast is, is very scientific-based. He does a very good like hour-long summary on on caffeine and coffee and everything like that. Um, but in terms of pre-workout, the reason that I don't recommend pre-workout to many people at all is I, I was a big fan of pre-workout when I started lifting because it was like all the rage, you know, back in the days of like, you know, Jack 3D and like, you know, all those crazy pre-workouts that ended up being banned eventually. Like in Jack 3D, I remember that from back in Brazil. That yeah, shit was potent. too much. Yeah. So it had it had um it had traces like the original uh version of it. And there was a couple other brands that did the same thing that had traces of amphetamines uh to really, you know, get you going. So they worked really really effectively, but they had banned substances and effectively, you know, illegal drugs. Um but you know, they've all all but been cleaned up these days. Some of them are still pretty dodgy. But the point is if you actually look at what's in a pre-workout, an off-the-shelf pre-workout, I'm talking about like throwing names out there not to get sued, but like the most popular one is um, I think from Cellular called C4. It's incredibly popular. Uh, if you actually look at the ingredients and what is in the pre-workouts, there's two major problems. First one is something known as a proprietary blend or a prop blend. Any product that has something known as a prop blend in it, you should avoid. The reason you should avoid it is because that company is effectively hiding the dosages of the pre-workout through the guise of intellectual property. So they're saying, hey, this is our intellectual property. Therefore, we're going to put it in a proprietary blend because it's our proprietary uh, property. And we're not going to tell you how much of what is in it. The problem with that is you could have two-fifths of fuck all of the actual key ingredients to that pre-workout that you're paying top dollar for and it might not even have enough to, to, to do anything. Outside of a prop blend, if you look at what ingredients are in there that the amounts are actually listed, things like beta alanine is very common. And that is the the substance or the the supplement, I should say, that gives you that tingling feeling. I hate that feeling. Yeah, not many people do like it. But some people, particularly your bro lifters, and for anyone listening that has 
you know, is a big pre-workout fan, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, the more tingles, the means more potent the, the pre-workout is. Jazz fingers. Yeah, jazz, jazz hands. <laughs> jazz um, hands, that's right. Yeah. So that that sort of f- uh, feeling, that effect is, I think it's known as paresthesis and it's it's caused by beta alanine and it actually has no correlation to energy. It doesn't give you any energy at all. Beta alanine, funnily enough, is not a time-dependent supplement, meaning you can have that at any time throughout the day and as long as you're hitting the minimum effective dose, you'll get the effects of beta alanine long-term. So the fact that it's in a pre-workout is just, you know, it, it doesn't really... It, it's, it almost do like, it's almost like a, it's, it's put in there for the placebo effects. 100% it's placebo. So beta alanine does not give you energy. That tingling feeling does not, uh, it, that's not energy. It doesn't make you perform any better. And it is a, a supplement that you need to take consistently to get the effects of it. So you need to, you're not going to get any effects of beta alanine unless you're taking it regularly for like two to three weeks, similar to, or even longer. I think it it's similar to creatine where the effect of creatine is, is a long-term thing, not an immediate thing. And because it gives, it has that effect of, of making you feel tingly, it gives people that illusion that it's working right now. Not only is it bullshit that Bayer alanine gives you energy, you actually need to take way more than what is dosed in these pre-workouts. If you can find a pre-workout that has more than one gram of beta alanine per serve, then, you know, that's that's a rarity, right? The minimum effective dose for beta alanine per day to have the effect is three grams. So it's right. triple. You need to be triple scooping, which I n- do not recommend. So it's below the minimum effective dosage. Same as creatine. A lot of pre-workouts have creatine in them and it's the same story. They have less than the minimum daily effective dose. The reason that they throw all these things in there is so they can put on their packaging, like scientifically back to do this, this, and this. When, yeah, those those ingredients are, but not at the dosages that you're paying top dollar for. And when you calculate how much these pre-workouts are per serve, a lot of them, you're looking at $2 per serve of this pre-workout and you're getting like, you know, a lot of the time, all you're getting is about 150 milligrams of caffeine androgynous, which you can buy caffeine tablets for like, you can get like hundreds of them, like a bottle of 200 for like 10 bucks. Um, so you're paying for caffeine androgynous, a powdered form of caffeine. You're paying for underdose creatine, underdose uh, beta alanine and underdose citrulline malate and all these other uh, supplements that either are, they're all way fucking underdosed. So you don't need it. So if pre-workouts are essentially just a scam, the only thing they really offer you that will benefit your workout is caffeine, is caffeine right? Yeah. How, what is the average pre-workout dosage of caffeine is yeah so the equal a coffee the or? strong ones are about 200 milligrams <coughs> of caffeine androgynous which is basically a powdered form of caffeine a and coffee is a strong coffee yeah is like like, a, like an espresso shot is how yeah, many th- grams of caffeine i think an espresso maybe a double shot like a large double shot is around 80 milligrams to 110 so it's oh, like so it's, it's like it's like it's three like a quad, three coffees. It's like a quad shot. Yeah, it's like smashing three coffees. That's a lot of caffeine. Four. It is. It is. So that is obvious. I mean, it's it's pretty well known that a spike in caffeine can help with a workout, right? Yeah, that's proven fact. So yeah, caffeine. Caffeine. There's been countless studies to show that caffeine improves your um, maximum volume that you can lift. It improves your power generation. It improves um, your increases your time to fatigue. So it helps. So would you say then, like, 
let's try avoid using the word pre-workout because people mm. associate that with the product. Yes. So if I said, if there's a supplement you were to take, if there were a supplement slash drug mm. you were to take before working out to increase your workout, that would be caffeine? 100%. 100%. Like if you were going to do anything like related to like endurance running or uh, a heavy weight session, a cardio session, it's no doubt that caffeine will improve your performance and it also reduces your um, your pain tolerance. Sorry, increases your pain tolerance. It reduces- Does it? Yeah, yeah. And so it reduces your perception of pain. Is it worth taking before I whip out my shake weight? Definitely. Nice. You'll, you'll shake the fuck out of that weight. <laughs> you shake that shit so hard. But so, so there, there is big fucking caveats on all this shit. Yeah, I mean- um, I don't recommend caffeine for jujitsu, ironically. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The, okay. Let me, let me explain. So it's what, this, it depends. Is this let coming me, from a let me give some nutrition caveats. standpoint or from a getting better at jujitsu standpoint? Okay. So depends on the individual, right? If you train of an evening, I do not recommend caffeine for your jujitsu because what it's going to so do- So this was the, yeah, before you, because I know you're about to go on- a rant, uh, uh, not a rant, but a huge <laughs> amount of an information dump. Because yep. this is where essentially the questions that I had, you're mm. going to answer. So let me ask my questions Please first. Do. Um, so then, caffeine's proven to help with your workouts, mm -hmm. and but then here is the conflict, right? Your it's kind of well documented, I guess. Kind is maybe the wrong word. Maybe it is incredibly well documented that you should avoid caffeine after whatever it is, they 11 a.m., 12, 10 hours before 12 you, you p.m. Sleep. or whatever. Yeah. Yep. But then a lot of people work out mm. or train jujitsu or lift whatever, yeah, whatever workout it is, they often do after work in the evenings. Yeah, so definitely. then whether you're taking caffeine, tablets, a coffee, mm. a Red Bull, a pre-workout, the product that has caffeine in it, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, we spoke about them essentially being a bit of a waste of money, but whatever, maybe you already have it or maybe money's not a factor for it, whatever, yeah. right? You're still getting the caffeine. So are you saying that you don't recommend it for jujitsu as a whole or you don't recommend it for people who work out in the afternoons? Yeah, the latter. Yeah, definitely. So it's that was poorly phrased. I do not Good thing I am here, Kieran. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that you you have for habitual users of pre-workout. You'll and I and I experienced this myself. You'll find that unless you have the pre-workout, and when I'm saying pre-workout, I also mean like if you're just taking caffeine tablets or whatever, or you have to have like a quad shot of coffee. It's the same shit. Okay. So that's that's the 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 caveat here. I'm just going to use pre-workout. If you must have pre-workout before your workout sessions. That means that it's a crutch that you rely on to be able to perform in your workout sessions. That is never a good thing. So first and foremost, I do not recommend recommend taking pre-workout for every training session, even if you train in the mornings. If you train first thing in the mornings, having that much caffeine does the same thing as the coffee, right? With the with the cortisol and you end up crashing later in the day and your it, it impacts your body's natural uh, rise and fall of hormones. So that's never a good thing. So again, you can literally rob Peter to pay Paul. That makes sense. It's, it's, it's not good. Now, if you're taking 
all that caffeine of the evening, it will affect your sleep. If you do it every single day, you may be saying, well, this doesn't apply to me because I can sleep just fine. Yeah, sure. But unless you are a have the genetic mutation of having a very fast caffeine clearing metabolism where you, you have the, the genetic snip where you just clear uh, caffeine very, very quickly. And that's, you may be in that, that camp, but even still having caffeine right before bed, even if you're used to it is going to affect your sleep. It is like, yes, you will be able to fall asleep, but what's going to be affected is your sleep quality. So the reason that I don't recommend people uh, have caffeine before an evening session is because it will impact your sleep. If your sleep is impacted, it's going to impact your recovery. So realistically, the benefits that you get from being able to air quote perform better at jujitsu is going to be vastly outweighed by the impact that it has on your sleep, whether or not you have a high caffeine tolerance or not. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about caffeine clearance. So the recommendation is you do not have caffeine from eight to 10 hours before bed. That's it. I'm not giving up sleeping. Sounds good. <laughs> Your jiu-jitsu will get really, really good. So then, okay, that all, that all makes sense. So would you just then flat out say if you work out, train in the evenings, taking any sort of uh, stimulus – to yeah, yeah. increase your workout performance is off the table. Yeah, stimulants, yes. But there's other things you can take. There's other supplements you can take to improve your performance that aren't going to have a stimulant effect. Go on. So uh, a very simple one that we've spoken about before is hydrolytes. So if you, or electrolytes rather, Boring. branded hydrolyte. If you, if you have hydrolyte, it's going to improve your performance. Having um, fast-acting carbohydrates, very simple carbs, like having a carb mix with electrolytes, that sort of mixture. Um, and you can get different ratios depending on, on what uh, what you're doing. But for, for jiu-jitsu, just your standard like powder. You can buy powders that have them combined or you can buy something like a dextrose powder and just chuck in a couple of uh, hydrolyte tablets will do the same thing. You know, Powerade and Gatorade is a, a more expensive version of the same sort of thing that will improve your performance. You can also have things that improve your blood flow. Uh, for example, beetroot juice improves your blood flow. So, what? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. So um, you can also get- You sound like a naturopath. No, no, no. This is, right now. no, no. This is legit. This is well-researched. Well so people uh, use this before sauna as well. Uh, because it in, improves your your blood flow, like it's a vascular dilation, so it in, opens up your your vascular system and in, it literally improves blood flow. Very very well researched. I'm not talking about my ass. So you so can in get people who would be what's that um what's that I don't know if, if disease is the right word, autoimmune disease or whatever it is. What's that? Uh, I've forgotten the word for when people bleed a lot like they they struggle for their blood to clot and they can have that it can be quite serious that if they get badly cut they can uh right i know what you're um, talking about i know what's going oh on. my god i've forgotten the word yeah. anyway anyway <laughs> i wonder if those people are advised to avoid beetroot uh maybe beetroot I'm, juice I'm sure. or just beetroot or just well beetroot juice is the easiest way to take it uh you don't you, eat your beetroots it, like an apple if you eat a fuckload of beetroots just, it does the me? same thing just you, bro. Mm. But you can also get beetroot powders, um, like in a supplemental form, and that's what I you I can. use. I've seen those a lot. Like yeah, I've got some beetroot powders. Yeah, yeah, they taste like shit, but uh, it works. You can also get uh, supplemental uh, tablets that do something very similar. They were, they were all the rage about ten years ago. 
when I was a lot younger, they were like shilling them fucking by the bottle load. They were very, very expensive. Um, not like beetroot fucking in a capsule, but basically uh, it was a supplement that was designed to Im- improve your vascular flow by um, introducing like a, a, a form of like um, fucking nitrogen. Uh, I'm, I'm butchering this. I have to look it up and, and, and get the exact supplement. They're, they're still floating around, but they're not really recommended anymore because they're, they're effective, but not worth the price tag, if that makes right. sense. So yeah, there, there's other things you can take of an evening to as a pre-workout, if you will. But what I recommend is avoiding caffeine. And I see it a lot and <laughs> not pointing any fingers, but people that- <laughs> I walk into the gym at like 5.30 in the afternoon to the Red sl- Bull. Slamming a monster or yeah, a Red yeah. Bull. I was uh, literally about to and mention that. And then I that. beat like, the shit out of you. You see some people walk in and the first thing they do is go to the fridge and grab a Red Bull and start smashing it. And it's like a 6.30 class. And you're like, mm, fair enough. Like got to do what you got to do. So I would highly recommend um, avoiding pre-workout, off the shelf pre-workouts forever. Uh, if there, if you do want the benefits of things like beta alanine, of creatine, of uh, L-citrulline malate, of um, androgynous caffeine, then I recommend just creating your own concoction. And uh, it's look, it's a pain in the ass, but it will be a lot, lot cheaper. You can get the dose dollar value down to like under twenty cents compared to the off-the-shelf pre-workouts. They're two dollars and they're underdosed. So you can easily make your own. You're not going to get all that other shit like taurine and stuff that you just don't need. And funnily enough- What is taurine? So funnily enough, if you have, I believe it's taurine and beta alanine, you cannot have them together because they have the same receptor intake. So one will block the other. And taurine will block over 80% of your beta alanine intake. So it's actually a fucking waste of money if you see taurine and beta alanine on the same supplement. But they don't give a shit. They they really don't give a shit. It's underdose anyway. They're like fuck it. More more the merrier. Just add yeah, a whole bunch. Chuck it in. Yeah, just add a whole bunch of shit on there. It's fine. So you actually meant to separate. If you're going to supplement with taurine and beta alanine, you meant to separate them. I don't know by how many hours. I I, I don't know off the top of my head. Could have looked it up. Um, but yeah. So that's my my down and dirty on uh, on pre workouts, man. They're just such a fucking waste of money. But look, they work because they're effective. Like it's a shitload of caffeine. It gives you energy. Yeah. You know. I um. I remember taking a pre-workout. I've never been into pre-work. Like I drink, I intake a lot of caffeine. Mm. Um, there might be some level of addiction going on there. I don't know. Probably. But uh, I went not that long ago. It was only a few, like a month ago. You went a week? I, yeah, yeah, I took a week off caffeine, you know. Um, Did you get caffeine headaches? I actually didn't. No, I wasn't too bad. I Fuck, think I, I was. Bad. I, I yeah, I've, I mean, bad. I've experienced them before. Other times I've, I've. Yeah. Gone off caffeine. Uh, I don't think I did this time. Does coffee make you poop? Yes. Yeah, same. It sure <laughs> does. That reminds Apparently me. it doesn't happen to everyone. Me. Kieran, my bucket's full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, def- yeah, uh, definitely does. Gross. It doesn't it for most people. Uh, I think isn't, it's, isn't it a, a – I think it's a, the other way around. I think most – I think – I'm I'm not actually sure. Jamie pulled that up. But I don't think it happens to everyone is, is all I know. Really? So, yeah, yeah, it doesn't happen to everyone. Oh. Um, but – yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely Are you one of those going. people that when you like look at the light, you sneeze? You know how some people- Yeah, yeah, no. I was going to say we so. might have solved it if that was the case. Sometimes when I have like mint, like mints, I'll sneeze. Yeah, so it happens Happens to my mom really bad, but mints I get it sometimes. Mints as in like, like- No, mint, not mints. Not beef mints. No, yeah, I said <laughs> I said mints. Mints. Mints plural. Our accents are hard to understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if if like sometimes like as in a breath mint. Yeah, like an eclipse mint. It doesn't happen to me all the time. But my mum, every single time she has an eclipse mint, 
or any sort of mint, sneezes straight away. Like, and what, has, she, what sounds she make when she sneezes? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a fart. Um, yeah, doesn't no, she say, doesn't go doesn't a say a chew. Doesn't no, say not a chew, ching. not a ching, no, okay, not fucking a chang. Whatever else you got. Um, <laughs> well, that could. Eat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how we get out of that? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Pooping with coffee. Pooping with coffee. Yeah. There so, you go. um, yeah, I definitely consume a, a huge amount of caffeine mm. and. I also enjoy the taste of like Red Bull and yeah, yeah. Monster. Like I enjoy the taste of those drinks, which I, I know a lot of people don't. Mm. But um, but I've never been into taking pre workouts as in the product. Yeah, because maybe it's maybe it's up. because it's such a huge amount of caffeine in one go. Yeah, like if a double espresso is you know, a hundred grams and these pre-workouts have, how much did you say? So the strongest like, ones you'll find, like the the super strong, like warning, warning, they're like 200 milligrams per serve. Yeah, so that's- I think your that, standard is around 150. So yeah, so it's a huge dump of caffeine in one go. Oh yeah. That, um, but I also don't like that, the beta alanine. alanine yeah, you, you can that, get slow. That does the tingly feeling. I don't like that, but I took this one- in Brazil once, uh, where did I get it from? I can't remember. I think I bought some supplements or whatever and or that was someone else's and I tried this pre-workout. Dude, I hated it. Like, it was in the middle of the class. I, th- I thought I was going to die. Yeah. I thought I was like struggling to breathe. My yeah. heart was racing like I was going to have a stroke or something. I absolutely hated it, mm-hmm. not into them at all. Yeah. And I don't know whether that was – I don't know what was in it. I think it might have been that – one of the the Jack 3D ones or mm. <laughs> anyway, I wasn't a fan. So I've never been into taking pre-workout, yeah. the, the product whatsoever. Yeah. I, I fucking loved it when I first started lifting. Like I, I couldn't go to the gym. If I ran out of pre-workout, I just wouldn't go to the gym. I'd always have pre-workout. And that's when you know it's a problem. Like if you have to have it and then I started making my own pre-workouts and then I, I just stopped taking pre-workout completely. I stopped taking caffeine before training and uh, it's, it's way better. Now, if you – are someone that must have pre-workout. I recommend just using it um, for your your big big days. So, for example, if you lift a lot of weights and like you're like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, and Friday. Yeah, that's just it. your big days. Yeah, just the big days. So, for example, if, if you're lifting weights and you're like, oh, I need to have pre-workout for my my sessions. Uh, if you're doing like two to three a week, sure, go for it. If you're lifting like five times a week, I only recommend for the big like compound days. So take it for leg day and maybe when you're doing deadlifts back day and that's it. And like all your accessory days, don't, don't, don't use it. But if you're like most listeners out there and you predominantly train jujitsu, if you're training of a morning or the lunchtime and you always have like a coffee before training, sure, that's fine. If you are one of those people that is smashing Red Bull and and smashing pre-workouts maybe of an evening class, I would just have a look at that and um, really see Maybe just trialing without it and seeing how it affects your sleep. Giving like a two-week trial of don't have the the coffee or the caffeine after like midday and see if you if your sleep quality improves. And if it doesn't, just disregard everything I'm saying and fucking just be I don't like, know anyway. full of shit. Yeah, I'm, full of shit. I'm going back to having my my nightcap Red Bull. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. And I mean like there's a big difference between it affecting your sleep and it preventing you from falling asleep. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like when people think, oh, caffeine affects your sleep. No, I sleep just fine. It's, it's the quality of sleep I'm talking about here, not yeah. necessarily your ability to uh, – your sleep latency, as it's called, your ability to fall asleep quickly. If, if I were to stop having Red Bull before training of an evening, you're also telling me I can't have Jaeger bombs before class. No, they're fine. Oh, so. 
Oh wait, no, Jaeger bombs have Red Bull. Yeah. Oh, so I, I can't. I think the I think the alcohol would neutralize the caffeine. Okay, That's how it works. Thank God, yeah. bro. Yeah, it cancels it out in your yeah. body. Yeah. What about um? What do you think if talking about having? I don't. I don't think you would have a lot of hands-on experience with this, but what about the thought of how do you feel about the whole have smoking weed before training? Because <laughs> you know it's it's not something you can do here, yeah. In, but in plenty of parts of the world, it's a hundred percent legal, right? So we're not talking about yeah. taking an illegal substance before yeah. training. But there's heaps of people you would know. Your boy Joe, your yeah. boy Joe, and Joe Flat Rogan. Earth, Eddie Bravo. You Flat know Earth, Flat Earth McGee. <laughs> <laughs> they're big advocates of of rolling high. Yeah, they, they talk a lot about how oh yeah, you feel your body, you do this, you do that. I think to, to be honest, man, I'm just gonna throw out a controversial opinion. I think that is their uh, excuse for you know making it okay or like not okay, but like. It's it's sort of what they tell themselves to justify it, I suppose. Yeah, you know, be like, oh, it's not, it's not hurting me; it's making me better. I don't buy into it. I I, I don't know. But then again, I'm not someone that recreationally smokes at all. So yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not a fan. There, it doesn't like. There's no research that suggests that it actually improves your performance. It's a, the opposite. Um, I know there has been some studies here and there that like certain uh, physical activities, smoking like X amount can. Uh, improve your your uh, oxygen oxygen capacity in some people, but I mean I don't really buy into them. It's not like a robust line of research that has been like proven to improve your performance. How much do you know about the whole sort of CBD thing? A little bit. So CBD actually there is robust research. Um, this is CBD. I'm talking without uh, THC in it. Uh, that does CBD can improve your recovery and sleep quality. Yeah, so because um, it comes in a lot of different forms, right? You yes. can get CBD oil tablets, yeah, whatever. Uh, my mum at one stage was not prescribed it because I believe it's still it's regulated substance, so it's not legal in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my mum was recommended it because my mum has chronic, like chronic rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's or yeah. maybe she was even prescribed it. Yeah, that would probably be the case. You can, you can be prescribed. You can be prescribed. Yes, yes. But I don't think she continued with it because it was so expensive yeah. over here. Yeah, it's incredibly expensive. I don't know if it's expensive in other parts of the world. Um, not as much in in the states. Uh, I don't believe so because it's like supply and demand. You know what I mean? And like the taxation on it in Australia is very high. But don't don't be fooled. CBD oils in Australia are illegal. Uh, so you need them to be prescribed by a physician and then like have your equivalent of like a legit marijuana card. So the, the joke in, you know, the States like, Oh yeah, it needs to be medicinal marijuana, but like they just fucking hand them out. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. When I was there on a holiday after it just got legalized, like some dude was like 20 bucks and you get your card, come in, just you know, answer the questions like this. You know, they're trying to sell me one. I'm like, bro, I don't fucking want it. Um, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so CBD oil actually does have some fucking really solid research on it, and um, it's actually one of those things that I would love to to get my hands on and try. But obviously, it's it's illegal here. So. I I tried it once in um in in the US, mm. and I don't know, like the dude that was at a convention mm. thing. And did you have it before sleep or just tried it? Randomly? It was. Uh, I think I just tried it. It was. Yeah, right. I think the dude, it was before competing, the dude sold it to me. Well, I didn't buy it, but like 
like giving his his spiel and everything was he was selling it on the whole keeps you calm and relaxed and oh, anxiety and all this sort of <laughs> and all this sort of shit and he and he was like yeah just a few drops under your tongue and for me it did yeah, I would know, do two it, fifths of fuck all man it would yeah, do nothing yeah, for you it didn't do anything yeah you probably underdosed and whatever but you wouldn't want to take it before yeah anyway but yeah for maybe that's sleep, why I lost Kieran mega dosing before sleep is is um oh, mega do- but like dosing before sleep is you know it improves your sleep quality and has, like I said, good research on it. So, yeah. So what do you need to say to a physician to get it prescribed? Do you, you? have anxiety? Oh, really? Yeah. That, yeah well, right. you, maybe um, you could say, I don't know what, the, what, what they are prescribing it for in Australia, but if you say that you're struggling with anxiety and sleep or something like that, maybe it can, it can also be a, um, a treatment for tinnitus or tinnitus, however you want to pronounce it, the ringing in your ears. Um, so I have some pretty decent uh, tinnitus from my time in the Navy from being exposed to lots of, you know, industrial loud noises without sufficient uh, hearing protection. Funnily enough, bit of an aside, when I was in the Navy, I had to sleep in um, this compartment on a patrol boat that now you, no one's allowed to sleep there because they, uh, they ran some tests on it and it's way too high of a noise threshold. So it's above the, the um, WHS, um, work health and safety noise threshold. So in order to sleep there, you have to be wearing ear protection. And I slept there for like six months. With no ear protection? No, no, God, no. Did you even put earplugs in? No. What what was it like near the engine room? Yeah, it was literally backed up right onto the engine room. It was right astern of the engine room. Were you not offered earmuffs or anything? No. Not even the little like- Yeah, I mean, I could, but like- I don't know. You're like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, so you meant to have- She'll be sweet. Yeah, you meant to have double ear protection. So you meant to have like the- the um the little foam ones that go in your ear and then like earmuffs over the top of that. But now Which I imagine is what the engineers wear to be in the in, engine in the room. engine room. Yeah, yeah. So this wasn't as loud as the engine room, obviously. Um, but the the compartment that I was in is is called Ostir and it's like a jail cell, a holding cell for illegals or whoever you're you're picking up and you know you need to transit you were them over. Never really in the navy. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a navy ship. That's all I can say. Um yeah, so we used to sleep in there. It was really fucking cold and really really loud and uh yeah, p- apparently like I found out fairly recently that they've they've uh, it's a fleet-wide ban that no one's ever allowed to sleep in there because <laughs> of the uh the noise. Yeah, right. Uh so back to the the caffeine, if you're then not having it after let's say midday, for mm. example, yep. you're not having it until an hour or so after you wake up. Yeah, in that window of a okay to consume caffeine, mm. how much caffeine you consuming? No more than four hundred milligrams is your your upper limit for for most uh, adults. Four hundred milligrams well, is like four coffees. Yeah. So well, four be, shots. Four. Yes. Yes. So I can only have. Two doubles. Uh, th- I think it's about three. So what's – that's like as in for the average size person. Yeah, the average, average size person. <laughs> with like pretty big. So yeah. Dead. I'd, I'd still stick it's under a, 400. You're not that big. fat flex. Yeah. <laughs> not that big. Um, and so what, what happens if you're having more than that? Well, nothing like happens. Like if you have a day where you, you – die. Yeah. Like the other day you when poop I pooped more. <laughs> <laughs> so I was doing a job um, like in a rural town in Australia, a videography job. I had to get up at 2.30 in the morning with bloody on the road and then I had a 12-hour shoot to do. So on that day, 
I had probably like seven coffees throughout the day Ooh, yeah. just to stay awake. And I was having coffee until like two in the afternoon. Um, and that was well over 400 milligrams. And I had like a Red Bull, had all sorts of shit um, just to stay like alert and on, on the ball. If you have more than that habitually, it's it's not really good for your hormone profile. Yeah, you're going to build up a, t- a tolerance for it. So it's not like you're, you're um, you know, going to be jittery all the time, but it's just really, it's not good for stress levels. Like it's going to really spike your cortisol uh, unnaturally throughout the day. You're going to build up a, uh, a reliance on it. You're going to get caffeine, headaches and build up a dependency. And outside of that, um, yeah, you're going to find that the more caffeine you have, particularly if it is something like pre-workout, if you are smashing pre-workouts, if you end up double, double scooping a 200 milligram, uh, caffeine. Holy shit. Yeah. So if you're having, if you have to have 400 milligrams, your tolerance is going to go up and up and up. And then that's just going to create more and more stress. And then you're just going to be wasting more and more money. I, I can't. It's cascading effect. I can no longer handle the, the, in, the increased heart rate without exercise so what i mean by that is if i were to have a huge like a double scooped pre-workout or something oh you'd be pinging bro and my heart rate the increase in my heart rate rate without it naturally being increased through exercise Mm -hmm. man i start having an anxiety attack like i'm gonna die well the thing is you can die you can die if you have too much caffeine. You're stressing me out, bro. There, there was a case very Make me recently. another coffee yeah. before telling me more. <laughs> <laughs> there was a case fairly recently. I think it happened uh, earlier this year, and this has happened before. I think it was a personal trainer from the UK. I may have told this story on the podcast before, apologies, but basically he was doing what I recommended in creating his own pre-workout. But for his caffeine, he bought the powdered form. Here is a, a public service announcement. Never buy the powdered form of pre-workout. Always get the tablet form if you're going to get uh, like caffeine, just raw caffeine androgynous. Wait, hang, so he's, hang he, on, wait. So wait, he's got a big but tub. Most, most pre-workouts like the product are powder. Yeah, but the dosages are uh, controlled. Like You're saying never buy the powdered form just pure, of caffeine. Pure caffeine. Never buy pure caffeine. Like never buy powdered caffeine androgynous. Always get it in tablet form. So if you buy it in tablets, most of the tablets will either be 100 or 200 milligrams. So you can dose to 100 or you break them in half, which is what I used to do. Um, So this PT, he bought powdered caffeine. Just like imagine if you got all the tablets and you crushed it up into powder, he fucked up his calculation. He thought he was taking um, like 200 milligrams and he was taking 200 grams or something like that. Not 200 grams, but like two grams. (laughs) That's a lot of powder. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty much much it. Like he he overdosed by over a hundred times and he he, he died. Holy shit. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like you, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I guess you got to be careful when you- Yeah, he's hard shut down. When you're making your own- stuff yeah you're essentially being a bit like a pharmacist a mm. bit like a chemist i did some dumb before, shit you know kieran that i would be meaning to ask you why there's so many cold and flu boxes in <laughs> <laughs> uh what are all these uh these beakers for <laughs> yeah i mean what's all these dirty spoons <laughs> <laughs> why do you have so many lighters <laughs> yeah i guess you do have to be careful right if you're if you're making your own 100 percent you do yeah. You know? You're making your own shit. You got to be careful. You 100% have to be careful. Um, yeah, feel really bad for this guy. And I mean, I've I've done stupid shit like that before. Like, but I guess it goes with any with with a. I mean, I don't want to say that there kind of needs to be an assumed level of knowledge. Mm. Like, 
for me, if we if we were saying, oh yeah, you can make your own pre workout. You put this, this, this. You got to make sure it's the correct whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then someone fucks it up and dies. Yeah, kind of be really like sad. me sharing a recipe with you and you undercooking the chicken and eating it and getting sick. Be pretty like, much. Well, I'll be like, well, you fucked up, bro. Yeah. I didn't tell you to eat pink chicken. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like you should, there's little things you can do to just safeguard yourself. Like the, the simplest one is never buy in powdered form. Cause if it's tablets, the equivalent tablets you, he would have taken is like 10. You're not going to take 10 fucking caffeine tablets. Yeah. Cause then even, even if you did buy the powdered thing and you're like, oh, I'm not going to mess it up. Yeah. I mean, you're I also not, I would, you know, I would assume there's a good chance that you would not be working with a to the nanogram precise scale mm. when you're measuring it out. So, oh, yeah. like, you know, you might Even be saying scoop. like, yeah, you might be going like, oh, it's one scoop or whatever, but, you know, some one scoop will be packed denser than the other. Yeah. Or you might be weighing it and you go, oh, there's two grams, but maybe mm. it's actually 2.9, and mm. it ha- you know, or whatever. But if you're buying caffeine tablets, they've been yep. professionally manufactured yeah. Yeah. in a pharmaceutical yeah, the precise. Uh, lab or whatever. Yeah, like a pill mill. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to be, yeah. 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 It's, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to fuck up. You can probably also, I assume, get caffeine tablets that aren't hard pills. You could probably get the ones that are in the capsules, right? You could probably get caffeine capsules and then you could just open the capsule and you'd have the powder. Sure. I assume. Yeah. I assume you could too. Yeah. Why not? So do you want to, do you want to share what, you would put in a pre-workout if yeah, you're making absolutely. it yourself. So if you were going to do like a backyard pre-workout, I've got videos on this like dating back like three years ago. Um, but, you know, I, I would probably consider putting creatine in it. Um, now, Because cre- that's one of the ones that just to summarize for everyone, because I know you've heard Kieran say it a million times, one of the, the I believe it is the most researched supplement in mm-hmm. supplement scientific research history. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's also one, okay, don't take eight tubs of creatine a day, but you can't necessarily, you know, in air quotes, overdose, right? You just pee out if you, you yeah. know. The if, only time you need to be careful is if you have any sort of kidney problems. Okay. That's when you need to uh, consult your physician. But like if, you know, if you were, it wouldn't be crazy if you put a scoop of creatine in mm. with your daily protein shake mm-hmm. and then you've also got some creatine in your backyard pre-workout. It's not like, oh my God, you've taken too much creatine. Yeah, totally, totally, 100%. So if if I was to uh, recommend a, a backyard pre-workout, as we're sort of calling it, um, then yeah, so maybe two to two and a half grams of creatine as long as you're getting that the other two and a half grams um, for a total of five per day somewhere else. But Let's just simplify. Five grams of creatine mm-hmm. on a hydrate. Uh, three grams of beta alanine. If you don't like that tingly feeling, because three grams is a lot, you're going to get it pretty badly, then you can get a slow release version. And you can take it whenever the fuck you want. You can take it of an evening before you go to bed, of the first thing in the morning. It's not timing dependent, but it's just a convenient way to make sure you're getting your um, your beta alanine. I would take um, up to four grams of citrulline uh, malate or L-citrulline malate, as you'll, you'll, uh, you'll find it, and um, up to 200 milligrams of caffeine androgynous in tablet form, not coffee. Because in, in terms of the literature, the better performance is found when you take caffeine androgynous, as in like the, the pure caffeine in its powdered form. Do you currently take this pre-workout? No, I haven't for a little while. Um, 
I don't know. I don't even have beta alanine. I stopped taking beta alanine. I stopped taking L-citrulline malate. The reason I stopped taking them is because in terms of bang for buck, it wasn't really worth it for me. I wasn't at the point where I was like, um, you know, really t- trying to, to push really hard and get jacked in the gym and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I, I took this stuff for years and it was honestly just a money thing. Like it wasn't worth the, the, the small benefit I was getting from it. So the only supplements that I take now are creatine. I'll always take creatine. Take creatine monohydrate, five grams a day. And I uh, have that beetroot powder that I reserve for like hard sessions. If, I'm, if I know I'm doing the double, I'll take one to two um, scoops of that. Like in terms of like shot equivalents, probably like two to three shot or shots of uh, beetroot juice. Um, and that is it apart from electrolytes as well. I, I do have a powdered electrolyte and uh, a carbohydrate mixture that I'll take. And you get your caffeine in in the morning. Yeah, I t- uh, have probably three when I'm being really bad and naughty. I have like four coffees a day. So normally I have three double shot coffees a day. So I'm getting around 300 milligrams of caffeine a day. That's it. Fuck, so th- my takeaway is stop walking into the gym at 5.30 drinking a monster. Yeah, I recommend it. Just except see how you I feel. Will, Look, except if- I will tonight because I'm tired. Yeah, well. I'm tired. I've had to sit here talking to you and yeah yeah look if if you don't want to do that and you just want to have your fucking red bull just go for it who cares but i mean who cares as in like you know it's not going to kill you straight away <laughs> straight away yeah it'll kill you eventually but not <laughs> yeah not straight away like <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah well i'm interested to maybe uh try a backyard pre-workout one day i might i might yeah and if you are interested in on like oh i wouldn't even know where to start like literally write down the ingredients list in the and the dosages that are recommended and uh you can if you're in australia you can go on to uh something uh like bulknutrients.com they're a wholesaler of um supplement uh ingredients these are effectively supplement ingredients and i think my protein as well as a uk brand they get all their shit from china it's pretty you know it's all all, all comes from the same factories uh, out of china um so they're pretty cheap if you want to start you can get them from there and terms of the us you could order from my protein or somewhere else but yeah that's that's where you get them from all right guys well i mean kieran stopped taking them because it was a money thing so if, yeah. if anyone wants to sponsor kieran so he can <laughs> go back to taking pre-workouts uh, that would benefit me as well because uh the intensity he's bringing to training is negligible he probably needs that pre-workout. can you imagine me on pre-workout <laughs> rocking up just like fucking oh bro, i'm I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Right. I can't remember the last time I saw you in the gym. Kieran doesn't even train anymore, guys. Nah, I quit. He's gone beyond jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> A full-time podcaster yeah. now. <laughs> uh, call me Joe Rogan. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, if you have any more questions, you know you know where you can find us on our Instagram at beyondjujitsu underscore podcast. In the link tree, you can find our Patreon and we're on YouTube and you know where we're at. But yeah, if you have any more direct nutrition questions, Kieran's your man, jiu-jitsu questions, I'll make something up. Until next time, guys, we'll catch you on the flip side. 